Father and from the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God, which we will consider this evening, is found in the Old Testament book, Numbers, in the 24th chapter. There we read verses 15 through 17, as follows in Jesus' name. Balaam took up his oracle and said, The declaration of Balaam, son of Beor, the declaration of the man whose eye is open, the declaration of the one who hears the words of God, who receives knowledge from the Most High, who sees the vision of the Almighty, who is falling down, but his eyes are wide open. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. It will smash the foreheads of Moab and the skulls of all the people of Sheth. These are the words. Heavenly Father, sanctify us by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, Dear fellow redeemed Advent worshipers, do you recall the first time you saw the Rocky Mountains looming out on the horizon, far out in the, di in the uh, distance? For us flatlanders from the Midwest, that's a very memorable sight, isn't it? Or do you recall the first time that you saw some famous national landmarks such as Mount Rushmore or the White House or the Statue of Liberty? As we approach, even from a great distance, those venues are impressive and we're excited about getting our first personal glimpse of them. The birth of our Lord Jesus was not some sudden and unexpected event which seemed to come out of nowhere. For those who had been paying attention, this was something God had been foretelling in various ways down through the centuries. For our midweek services this Advent season, we want to consider two of the prophecies that were made about Jesus through the prophets of the Old Testament. And as we noted, we're doing this under the general theme, a beautiful sight seen from a distance. This evening, the beautiful sight before us is what Balaam saw. Our text from the book of Numbers begins, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. The one speaking these words is a prophet by the name of Balaam. He's not so familiar to us as some of the other more famous Old Testament prophets like Elijah or Jeremiah or Ezekiel. Balaam may be more familiar to us for an earlier episode in his career as a seer or a prophet. When the Moabite king Balak tried to coerce Balaam into pronouncing a curse over the people of Israel who were then traveling nearby. When Balaam the prophet appeared willing to do that, to pronounce a curse on Israel, the Lord's angel came and blocked the path that he and his 
donkey were traveling. Not able to see the angel, Balaam thought his donkey was merely being mulish and stubborn. So he began to beat it. And then by a rather strange and singular miracle, the donkey turned to him and spoke. What have I done to you that you've struck me these three times? Now fully corrected, chastised by that unusual event, now with his eyes fully opened and now clearly seeing the power and the wisdom of the one true God, Balaam is given another opportunity to learn and to report what God has in mind for his people Israel and for us. So he foretold, a star shall come out of Jacob, a scepter shall rise up out of Israel, it will smash the foreheads of Moab and the skulls of all the people of Sheth. Now what is this which Balaam foresees? He sees and describes a great and powerful king who is to come. The star he sees implies a royal reign and a scepter points to a sword used for fighting his enemies. So this beautiful sight Balaam sees out from a distance gives assurance that the coming king is going to protect his people and will take vengeance on their enemies. He will smash the forehead of Moab. This prophecy first fulfilled during the reign of King David in the years following when he defeated the kingdom of Moab, meant that the people of Israel would now be able to continue on in their journeying to the land of Canaan, to the land God promised to give to his people. This meant that the dangerous enemy kingdoms which threatened them and sometimes assaulted them along the way would never succeed. The coming king was their assurance of protection and victory. Moab and Edom, Edom and Midian and all the other kingdoms would fall before them. Now for us, the view of the coming king is from a different angle from what Balaam saw. The real object of this prophecy is our Lord Jesus Christ, born for us in Bethlehem, who is rightly called the king of kings. The star Balaam described was a picture foretelling the star which rose over Bethlehem, the star the wise men followed on their journey to see and worship the newborn Savior. So when the wise men arrived in Jerusalem, they could ask, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? When he was on trial for his life, Jesus would later on respond to a question the governor Pontius Pilate asked him, are you a king? And Jesus said, you're right in saying I am a king. And so above Jesus upon the cross, Pilate had that sign posted for all the people to see, put there out of contempt, but true nonetheless. It said, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Now in this Advent season, we're awaiting again the celebration of Jesus' birth in Bethlehem. 
And as we wait, we should prepare. And the best way for us to prepare for the birth of our Savior is to repent of our sins. We should honestly behold and acknowledge that by nature, because of our descent from Adam's son, Seth, we are like the spiritual Moabites, proud, sometimes defiant, enemies of God because of our sins against him. We find that we dwell all too comfortably here in the chaos and conflict and violence which marks our world. When we are wronged by someone else, like ancient Balak of Moab, we seek to curse our enemies. And for this and all of our sins, we should repent to God. And in doing so then, we should also look upon Jesus who was sent to save us who is called the King of Peace. For Jesus came to establish a beautiful and lasting peace between us sinners and God. And he did this by taking the blame for our enmity and by accepting the just punishment of God by dying in our place upon the cross. For his sake and in his name, we now dwell every day in peace with our Creator, knowing all along that He fully and freely forgives us all of our sins against Him. And now we, by faith, enter into that peace which passes all understanding. Now what Balaam the seer could view so long ago and only from a distance, we get to see face to face in the gospel. For by the word and by baptism and holy communion, God comes and brings to us, places in front of us, the full bounty, the victory won for us by our King Jesus. Hearing his saving word and trusting in him, we now dwell in his kingdom of grace, where we quietly and peacefully await his coming again in glory on the last day. On that day, you and I will be privileged to enter into the everlasting kingdom of glory in heaven. There we will behold with grateful eyes, face to face, the full beauty of what the prophets could only see from a great distance. Blessed are the eyes which see the things you see, Jesus once told his disciples, For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see what you see and have not seen it, and to hear what you hear and have not heard it. Look again to this beautiful sight that Balaam saw from a distance. Look upon your Lord Jesus, born in Bethlehem, who comes to you now in his forgiving message of the gospel, thereby bestowing upon you his grace and life eternal. Keep looking for him to return, knowing that as he kept the promise to come and to vanquish our enemies, to smash the forehead of the devil and the world and our own sinful flesh, that he will come again. So look for him to come on the last day. And then in the tumult and the fear and the chaos surrounding you, Remember what he said, that he invites us to believe in him and so to stand up and lift up our heads 
He says, your redemption is drawing near. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forevermore. Amen.